alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. To the 28th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, bud. How about yourself? Not too bad, actually. Um, I think on the last episode I talked about that it was hot here, and now it is starting to get chilly, which means winter is probably coming upon us. How is uh, how's the weather weather been for you? It's been uh, pouring fucking rain. Really? Um, all week, yeah. It's isn't been that, uh, pretty shitty. Isn't that weird for Arizona? Yeah, apparently we had like a hurricane like roll through. So, like the uh, remnants of a hurricane. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck that happens, but <laughs> that's what I was told today at work. Well, could they, do they? do you think they could just mean like monsoon season, or do they actually think it's a hurricane? No, I think monsoon season's over. Hmm. Um we had no, almost no rain for monsoon season, but yeah, we just, it hit like Monday or Tuesday and flooding all day. So I want to ask you something. So I've been in a little argument with someone who is not from the Midwest and because you are from the Midwest, I want to know when you hear the term corn fed, what do you think of it? What do you, what, what does it mean to you? Uh, it's usually a big person, like right. you would consider like a linebacker corn fed or like a fat <laughs> shit corn, bro- corn fed. That is what I said. And according to this person, it was just for white people. I'm like, no, I think it means like a thick, thick person. Like you remember our old boss, Jimmy Dar? He used to, yeah. he used to call you and I corn fed motherfuckers all the time. Yeah, I think that means just white Midwestern people to some people. Because <laughs> if anyone was corn-fed, he looked like he was more corn-fed than we were. Like, we were pretty thin back then. I know. Well, I think in high school I was a little thick still. But uh, he... Do you still talk to him anymore? No, I don't. <laughs> I he lost contact. It was funny how he thought of himself so much higher than Iowa people because he was from Kentucky which I feel like doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. No, yeah. I mean, according to Iowa people, like, we were always better because we were from Iowa and not Kentucky. Yeah, right. It was so weird to hear, like, the opposite opinion. (laughs) Okay, what I wanted to ask you was, so, um, it popped up on my YouTube feed. It was, like, HBO releases new trailer for, like, a prequel of Game of Thrones, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. oh, sweet. I thought it was legit, and I'm watching it. And, like, it's the shittiest CG dragons and shit I've ever seen flying over these terrible-looking towers. It's just awful. I thought it was actually a legit one. I'm like, no way HBO would put out a piece of shit fucking trailer like this. Um, But I think it is true that they're doing a prequel, right? Yeah, it's true that they're... I think that they're going to do, like, a couple shows. Like, maybe two or three. And, yeah, there's different storylines that they're going to use. So can you imagine if they did like a post Game of Thrones series or like Brands the King? Do you think anybody would watch it? 
God, it'd be, I mean, it'd be so boring. I don't know <laughs> what, I don't know what storylines they would use. Besides, they'd know. have to pay those actors so much. I know. Like, it was funny, like on that one, the prequel trailer that I was watching, if you look at like the comments, all of it's like, yeah, after Bran became king, I'm never watching this fucking show again. <laughs> yeah, that definitely was the letdown. Yeah, I was... like they they sewed it up real nice, but ugh. Ugh. no, it's it's not great at all. So you've been watching anything interesting, Phil? Uh, well, I've been uh, watching a show called Disenchantment. Season two came out. It's kind of like a adult humor cartoon. It's pretty okay. Good. Do you know who that's made I... by? I feel like it's made by somebody famous. Uh, it might be made by like the Simpson people. Or Mike Judge, like them, uh, them people, maybe. You're right. Yeah, the art style is kind of like that. Yeah, they got the same um, shitty cartoon <laughs> making that they use for The Simpsons. Um, it's great, though. Uh, the chick is a drunk, and <laughs> she accidentally murders people every once in a while. And, like, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. But <laughs> Very, uh, I, sh- I should check it out. A lot of people said it's pretty good. I, let's ask quick, are you a Simpsons person? I used to be okay. um, like way in the past, but when they started putting cell phones into the show, I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I kind of want to like go back and start from the beginning because, okay, I don't, I think the first season of the Simpsons isn't good, but then like the second through, I don't remember how it's quite a few is pretty good. And then it starts falling downhill pretty quick. Yeah, they definitely should have canceled that show about 15 seasons ago. Okay, is Family Guy still airing new episodes, or is that done? I think it is, but that's another one that probably should go away if it's <laughs> not already gone. <laughs> like, I remember I, American Dad I kind of liked. I think that's over. The Cleveland show was actually kind of funny for a while, but I didn't keep up with it. One thing that I think they should bring back is King of the Hill. That would be great. <laughs> Everybody loves that show, and I I don't know. It never really stuck with me. Maybe I need to watch more of it, but uh, what is it that you like so much about it? Oh, just uh, the personalities in it. Uh, my favorite is Dale. Ah, uh, okay. He, he's the uh, the mercenary, the guy who wants to be a mercenary and smokes cigarettes all day. It's pretty yep. funny. Isn't it his wife is like banging the Native American guy? Yeah, and <laughs> everyone knows it but him. <laughs> the running joke it's pretty good i like i think i like boomhauer he's the one that talks you can't understand him right oh yeah boomhauer and uh there was one time where boomhauer was remembering something and everyone else was speaking so that you couldn't understand them but he like spoke with a really affluent like accent <laughs> yeah that's great i love that show maybe i need to give it another whirl well um it's about that time i suppose we ought to dive in here um, I don't know what it's going to be about today, but I'm uh, I'm sure Phil's going to serve us up some delicious conspiracies. So I'll let Phil take the floor from here. All right. Uh, have you ever heard of the conspiracy that our water is being poisoned with fluoride? I have heard rumors of this. Um, I don't know that much about it, but I know it's something that people are definitely terrified of. Yeah. So, um. I'm going to start off today going into some history. Uh, Hopefully I can kind of shoot through this quick. Uh, So in the early part of the 1800s, um, scientists had discovered that fluoride was present in bones and teeth and that fluoride fortification might possibly decrease tooth decay. Mm, Well, there is fluoride in toothpaste. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, they do add it to water now and uh, 
It's in toothpaste, obviously. Hmm. Um, so in 1874, the German public health officer Karl Wilhelm Eugene <laughs> Erdhardt recommended <laughs> potassium fluoride supplements to preserve teeth. And in England, James Crichton Brown suggested reintroducing fluoride into the diet of the people after he asserted that the absence of fluoride had left people with susceptible uh, teeth to tooth decay, and that was in 1892. So, hold on now. So you're saying the British had started putting this in their water a long, long time ago, and they still have the stereotype of having bad teeth? Well, that has to do mostly with uh, (laughs) the free public health system in England. Um, But actually, if you meet most British people, their teeth is fine. I mean, some of the some of the less desirable folk in England do have bad teeth, but so do the American less desirables. So. Okay, would you say the less desirables are, say, like from the small village that you were living in? No, they were actually pretty classy folk. Mm. Um, mostly it was just random, like, street dwellers that you met, you know. <laughs> didn't you, well, you didn't meet them, but you saw them. You I, know? I can still remember when you and I were in London – they're walking around, and I'm like, okay, there's a lot of tourists here, obviously. And I was like, I think you were like, oh, well, you won't really see very many actual British people. And then I remember there's this girl who walked by, and she looked like she's a member of the Sex Pistols with, like, the leather <laughs> jacket and, like, the fucking multicolored hair. And she's like, oh, she's British for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, the deeper into London that you get, the less British people that you see. Um, it's all people from foreign countries mm. and tourists. Yeah. So you do see them in the suburbs on the outskirts of London, but not like on the in the city center. You will not see any like real British people. Mm. It's very it's very odd. I mean, I, I, I suppose that's probably like if someone was to visit like Times Square, like it's probably not that many actual New New Yorkers there. It's like all tourists there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, of course. They flee. Yeah, they're not going to go around Times Square unless they... Well, no, they're not the ones working there because it's all just like London. It's all people, you know, not from the country. Right, right. (laughs) The man that began the idea of water fluoridation in the U.S. was dentist Friedrich McKay, who had spent (laughs) decades researching a syndrome known as Colorado Brownstain. Ooh, okay. See, when I hear that, I think of, do you remember in that one Super Bowl where John Elway got tackled and he did a helicopter into the end zone? Yeah. I imagine he had some Colorado brown stains downstairs. Running down. (laughs) (laughs) When he's like fucking 40 years old and he's doing a goddamn helicopter to get in the end zone. I still, they still play that fucking clip over and over and it's just, it's amazing every time you see it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the people who like ran his health insurance and shit probably had a little Colorado brown stain also. <laughs> Do you think he even knew what planet he was on after that? No, he just <laughs> he's got that old man mentality. Just get up and get back to the coal mine. It's get like back to the line. It's like a man 40 plus should not be spinning like that. <laughs> a man 40 plus should not be running like that. <laughs> he really Putting wanted it. he really wanted that Super Bowl, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Colorado Brownstain uh, made teeth uh, what is known as muddled. Now, muddled is when teeth have opaque white patches on the enamel caused by excessive fluoride consumption during the forming of the enamel. 
However, these Colorado brownstained teeth were also highly resistant to tooth decay. So with the help of other researchers, Frederick McKay asserted that the cause of tooth decay was a lack of fluoride. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's right about that. Yeah. So fluoride uh, was found to be the causing factor of Colorado brown stain also by an Alcoa chemist, H.V. Churchill, Mm. who was worried that aluminum was causing the staining. Research uh, of the water supplies um, in the areas that were affecting uh, the cases of Colorado brown stain. Um, So he did uh, some studying uh, found that the fluoride was in all of the area's water supplies that uh, the people with Colorado bronze stain were living in. <laughs> okay, are these people not assuming that it could be like because maybe there's a lot of miners in Colorado and they probably are smoking Lucky Strike cigarettes? Like those aren't what the brown stains <laughs> are being caused from at all? Like it's just. Yeah, you know. uh, it could be. I mean, this Alcoa chemist. He was worried, um, like you mentioned the mines, all of these were uh, basically Alcoa was making aluminum and obviously digging the ore out of the earth. So he was worried about aluminum being leached into the ground, but also Lucky Strike cigarettes <laughs> could be cows in the brown <laughs> Can state. you still buy those? I think you can. <laughs> I know that if you ever see one of those old cigarette vending machines, they always have a pack of Lucky Strikes in there. God knows how old they are. But, I imagine they'd be a little stale. Yeah, just a tiny bit if they're from the <laughs> fucking 70s. Were you ever the type to put cigarettes in the freezer? No, but my babysitter when I was growing up, uh, they just... put um, like a carton of cigarettes in the freezer. Okay. They always had it. <laughs> I remember my old friend Roderick, he, he would only smoke when he drank. But like if I go over to his house on my cake, you know, because he smoked Newports and I was like, well... I'm feeling a little menthol and I'm like, can I have a cigarette? He's like, yeah, get one out of the freezer. So it's like an ice cold cigarette on top of the mentholness. And it's just, it was very refreshing in the morning. Oh yeah, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so water fluoridation started as a controlled experiment in Grand Rapids, Michigan in 1945. And the results were that tooth decay had decreased. The study was published in 1950, but studies were conducted with similar results in Canada the Netherlands, the United Kingdom, and in New Zealand around the same time. Mm, okay. So the beginning of a fluoride being introduced into the water supply of the United States was in 1951. And by 1960, water fluoridation became widely used, reaching about 50 million people. Uh, many other countries also began uh, adding fluoride to either the water or to salt After the implementation in the U.S., some have stopped since then. Uh, Basically, tooth decay has decreased in many Western countries due to much better hygiene, obviously, that we have now compared to the 30s. No, so I was going to say, when you were initially saying that tooth decay was going down, I was going to be like, well, it couldn't have just been because of the fluoride. I figured it was because people learned how to brush their teeth probably. Yeah, also brushing your teeth became like a lot more widely accepted. Was it was, um, it was it Abraham Lincoln that like it was revolutionary that he his whole like dorm floor had a toothbrush that they all shared together? I don't know about that. Uh yeah, Abraham Lincoln you always hear some weird stories about him and his bros. So 
like they oh. um, like him and his buddy like slept in the same bed and which i guess was normal back then but it's very european yeah i guess i don't know i don't know if europeans still do that but dude if you go to a fucking hotel in europe though those beds are fucking tiny like so wait, reminds you of your fucking childhood bedroom so phil like you you wouldn't share a bed with like a good friend not in my adult years no a little little fucking weird <laughs> so some of the scientific advantages of water fluoridation is that it allegedly fights tooth decay mostly in children fortifying mineral loss and increasing min- remineralization uh in the early stages of the formation of cavities and a Cochrane review estimates that a reduction in cavities when water fluoridation was used by children who had no other access to sources of fluoride was uh, 35% in baby teeth and 26% in permanent teeth. Mm, that's so. not bad. I mean, from what I've always heard, like, okay, so let's say your tooth enamel, right? Once mm-hmm. it's gone, like, it's gone, like, it will never come back. So when you said that, I was almost like, okay, if it's a young child still developing tooth enamel, I wonder if it, if that's why it helps improve it more. Yeah, uh, I mean, it it must. Uh, so this says at the end, um, when no other sources of like fluoride were present. So okay, I'm so- guessing that they must have had a control group of like kids that don't brush their teeth <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well i was thinking okay what year is this the 50s right or 60s um yeah so the cochran review that came out was actually much later so oh, that was really? probably like 20 years ago yeah i was gonna say is there like maybe childhood you know dentistry and stuff or like childhood hygiene teeth hygiene maybe they weren't like hey kids go brush your teeth before bed back then but i imagine if it's only like 20 years ago they'd still be like pushing that you know what i mean or like parents would have their kids be brushing their teeth and shit yeah i remember uh being forced to brush my teeth by my parents so like (laughs) i imagine like maybe in like poorer communities they possibly weren't doing this at that time but like it became pretty widely accepted i'm imagining you know what i mean like yeah well i wouldn't even necessarily say it's like poor communities i would say it's like if you don't have parents that are kind of like pushing their kids to brush their teeth every day or twice a day, like to a kid, brushing your teeth kind of sucks. Like it's not fun. Why would you want to do it? Yeah. And you're not going to like, when you're a kid, you don't think about like the benefits later on. Of oh, fuck. Not man. having fucking cavities. <laughs> it's like you just want to just pound soda all day, eat candy. And like, you don't think about. <clears throat> how that's affecting your teeth and all that and it's just yeah. not great i i remember i'm maybe you're along the same lines but like when i was a young kid dude i fucking hated the dentist so much because my my i remember my baby teeth wouldn't fall out on their own so i had to basically go get them ripped out so <laughs> that was yeah I had, that, I had that situation yeah <laughs> every every time i went to the dentist i had at least one cavity that i had to get filled <laughs> like without fail i have a mouth full of fucking fillings right now because of that well yeah i i mean i do too because when i was in my younger 20s dude i was just a fucking idiot and didn't take care of anything but like now you know the past how many ever years i've actually like taken care of my teeth and shit and obviously yeah. i don't really i don't drink soda anymore 
And it's like, I haven't had a, a cavity or a real cavity in like fucking forever. Yeah, I haven't had a cavity. I think it might be because all of my teeth already have fillings. So <laughs> I, think, I think I'm good in that department. Like, I don't have to worry about that. So Do we kind of wish we were rich and then we could just get like a full set of veneers like celebrities have? Oh, yeah. I'd totally rip out my fucking... My teeth aren't very straight, so I'd totally rip mine out. Get like perfect white teeth. I was going to say, I've heard that celebrities literally just pay the whatever it is, 20 grand, and then get just fucking absolutely bleach white teeth with like just a perfect alignment and everything. Oh, yeah. That'd be the life right there. Yeah. So drinking uh, fluoride added water, I'll just jump right back in, not only directly adds fluoride to the teeth, but also puts it into your saliva, which then coats the teeth and remineralizes them like after you drink it, obviously. Oh, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Yeah. So it puts it into your saliva and then it's like more of a effect. So even better than brushing your teeth, supposedly. Hmm. Uh, fluoridated water is not easily detectable as it doesn't affect the sight, smell, or taste of the drinking water. And the additive comes in three different delivery compounds. I'm not going to go into it, but it's sodium fluoride, fluorosilic acid, and sodium fluorosilic. So it's basically salts. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, which which is the one that they mostly put in water? Are you going to go over that? Um, I'll go over just that. I have them all three here, but I'm just not going to talk very much about them. So fluorosilic acid is the most commonly used additive for water fluoridation in the United States. Mostly it's inexpensive. Um, it comes in liquid form, which is actually kind of makes it expensive to ship. Um, the weird thing is it's a byproduct of phosphate fertilizer manufacturing. Ooh, yeah, that doesn't sound great. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, but that's the most commonly used one in the United States. The other okay. two are basically salt. So it's just like they're dumping salt into it. The weird thing about um, sodium fluoride, which is a white odorless powder or crystal, is if you um, like actually ingest sodium fluoride in like a say you ingest like a teaspoon of it, it's intoxic. It's it's toxic. Um, or if you inhale it, it's toxic also. But if you put really? it in water in small, small doses, then it's safe to consume, supposedly. Well, I mean, technically, that's just like arsenic. Like, if arsenic is in, like, people, you know, every day, I mean, maybe not so much now, but previously, like, there could be arsenic in the water. It could be in your foods. It could be, like, anywhere, like, microscopic doses that won't affect your body, but it's when you get like a large dose of it that then it kills you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's just like lead. There's a certain amount of lead that's like allowed in drinking water, like parts per million. Oh. So you just assume that there's going to be lead in your water. Well, my doctor told me like if you live in an old house that has lead paint, if you eat one chip a day, you'd be fine. Nothing will happen to you. Really? No, come on. <laughs> you can eat one paint say, chip a day, Cody. Don't worry about it. It's has my, your doctor been eating paint chips? <laughs> that you might want to find a new fucking doctor to go to. He's like, what if he's like, I'm just like, that's my favorite snack, Doc. I just, I just think he's like, don't worry, it's my favorite snack too. <laughs> what if he's got like half of his face just like drooping down? <laughs> he talks out of the side of his mouth. You're like, oh my god, did you have a stroke? He's like, no, why? <laughs> have you ever have you ever heard the rumor this is probably maybe a deep conspiracy that 
So obviously, you know how prevalent serial killers were in like 60s, 70s, um, that they theorized that because of all the lead that was in everything, that it might have like corrupted people's minds over time and then drove them crazy. And then they became killers, basically. Have you ever heard that theory? No, I haven't. It's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, it's obviously like a super... You know, it, it'd be hard to prove, but it was something that they were speculating because, you know, you had lead paint, you had lead fucking every in everything because the people thought it was safe. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, all of the infrastructure in, in every major city, like lead pipes were used to push all the water through. So, mm, right. Like, to transport all the water. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like lead was, yeah, like lead was the... Like miracle metal, like they used it for everything. <laughs> Do you remember going fishing and using like the lead sinkers, and you just like bite into it to like harden it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my both my grandpas did that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, dude, you just had a fucking fish on that like <laughs> fifteen seconds ago. <laughs> but yeah, they used to fucking clean them with the bare hands. So, mm. so uh. As of uh, 2012, about 435 million people worldwide received water fluoridated at the uh, recommended level, which is about 5.5% of the global population. About 214 million of those people are living in the United States. That seemed, To me, that seems like a low number. I figured it'd be a lot more than that. Yeah, it's mostly, um, as I said before, a lot of countries have stopped fluoride, putting fluoride into water, but... Um, I mean, these are mostly Western countries that can afford it. Gotcha. Okay. So they aren't necessarily worried about the health repercussions. It's the cost of said fluoride. Yeah. So these uh, countries that actually put the fluoride into the water are a little bit more affluent. They have more money uh, and they are worried about tooth decay. Like third world shitholes that don't have the money aren't going to care about, you know, if they're people have rotted out teeth so more than likely pittsburgh does not have fluoridated water i did not check to see if pittsburgh <laughs> has fluoridated water but i'm willing well, to said, bet no you said third world country so that is true i did say third world countries there's a small third world country right in right on the edge of pittsburgh or pennsylvania so 25 countries have our Official fluorid water fluoridation to varying degrees. Eleven of them uh, have more than fifty percent of their population drinking that uh, fluoridated water. Twenty-eight more countries have naturally fluoridated water, uh, and that was as of two thousand twelve. Okay, okay. So about twenty-five countries actually pour it into their water. Um, so now it's time for the conspiracies. You ready for this? All right. You better have crust on this list. Uh, a little bit, but yeah, we're, we're going to start off kind of with that one. So uh, this conspiracy states that the same company that I mentioned before, Alcoa, first suggested that the United States should put fluoride in the water to cover up the fact that Alcoa had mass polluted. Now, Alcoa, Alcoa produced aluminum and a byproduct of aluminum production was fluoride, uh, which okay. the Alcoa chemists conveniently found a link to the reduction in tooth decay. So as I mentioned, what's that? No, I just said interesting. As I mentioned before, the biochemist employed by Alcoa was looking for aluminum poisoning as the cause of Colorado brown stain. 
but found that all the water he tested happened to have higher than usual fluoride levels. The conspiracy is that the fluoride levels were in these dumping areas uh, and were turned into a positive instead of a negative by the Alcoa company. So what is that? Okay, what is the Alcoa company's primary function? I don't know if you went over that. Um, for just what I'm talking about now, it's I think it's kind of a larger company, but um, they were dealing heavy in aluminum. Okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. I feel like I'm trying to think here. So if they wanted to cover up that they were okay, I think I seeing what you're saying. Like they, yeah. So they There's already a second part to this also. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say, so basically they're poisoning the water, but it has fluoride in it. But then like, whoa, hey, hold on. There's health benefits to fluoride. Yeah, it just happens to be that they're like, you know, like it's almost like they kind of like created chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know, <laughs> they they made something good out of a bad situation. Wasn't anybody like, well, what about the other stuff? No, no, it's just <laughs> no, no, fluoride. It makes your teeth nice. <laughs> You want to be like John Elway, don't you, boy? <laughs> <laughs> don't look at the rabbit in the hat, son. <laughs> so uh, the impl- implementation of fluoride began after World War II, which was right after the largest increase in the use of the strategic metal to that point. Aluminum producers would have had a glut of fluoride built up with nothing uh, to do with the product and no one to sell it to. And adding it to the water of the United States water supply would be a big uh, increase in business for these corporations. Mm. Now, fluoride costs per person per year an average of $1. eight um, in the affected areas. And that range is $0.26 cents to $11.46. And that is uh, the current cost in American dollars as of 2018. Okay. I mean... If it doesn't sound like that much, but I suppose over a large population that adds up pretty quick. Yeah, I said per year. And remember that I said um, 214 million people in the United States are affected by water fluoridation. Mm, so average of a dollar eight per person, that's quite a bit of money over. I think it's I think it's about over 230 some million dollars a year. Who's the owner of the Patriots? Oh, Robert Kraft. Yeah, I was going to say, that's about how much he spends on hand jobs a year, right? <laughs> <laughs> At uh, about, what, $40 a fucking DJ or a hand job from those shitty fucking massage parties? 200 million hand jobs a year at $40 a pop, probably. <laughs> All right, so <Yep. laughs> so are they putting, like, say they want to put the fluoride, are they putting it right into, like, the water table? Or are they putting it into, like, say, the water and water treatment plants or, like, in a water tower itself? Or, like, how are they getting it into the drinking water? Well, they're obviously, um, like, those, like you said, water treatment plants. So, basically, once it um, they pump it out of the ground, I imagine, that's when they're adding it into the water. They're not okay. actually pouring this salt down into the water table. It's... It's going through the pipes. It's before it goes to the customers is when they add the fluoride in the water. Okay. You know what's funny about this? A quick sidetrack. So um, I, re- I remember when I got my mom her cats. They're purebred Persians, right? So I had to go meet the breeders. And the cat breeder, will say, is a little eccentric. Um, so she's like, hey, don't give cats, the cats, your tap water. 
if you live in the cities because there's like so many minerals and like probably fluoride too that it like makes their kidney shut down. So really, yeah, that's. What, but she's like, if you have well water or something like that, it's perfectly fine because it's like the freshest water you can get. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, okay, if in felines, say, obviously a tiny kidney, but like if it's having, if city water's having repercussions on their internal organs, you think for a human devouring like tap water over time, it would have an effect on you too. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, like our diet and like the current like things that we're putting in our bodies, it's got to be hurting our kidneys and our liver and, you know. Yeah. All of our digestive system. So I don't know if you know, but like, let's say you eat uh, a teaspoon of fluoride or whatever. Um, what do you die of? Just like, do you know what it does to you? I don't know. All that I could really find that it was toxic. Okay. So I imagine it makes you really sick. Um, well, I was like, I wonder if it affects a certain organ or if it just... Does, oh, um, I don't I don't know about that. Get too white of teeth? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Makes your teeth too white. I no wonder more. if that counts for like eating toothpaste too. Well, I, I don't know. I don't I know, know how, how much, much fluoride is in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, drunks. I accidentally. What's that? I was going to say drunks drink mouthwash. So yeah, I think that's something different. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was going to say too, just a little bit of. Um, if you don't think that the government would just kind of throw something into your uh, food or water system just to, like, help spur the economy, um, you probably haven't heard of corn syrup, uh, <laughs> which is basically an additive in everything. Yeah. And that's done to subsidize corn farmers. Uh, right. Basically, everyone's getting corn fed. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> getting fat. Because it, of a lot of corn syrup and diets, and among it, other reasons, there's okay, sedentary lifestyle. Okay, how ironic is it that I asked you that question, and then you brought up this statement about corn and fucking everything? Yeah, I know. I realized that I was about to bed, and we talked about it before. <laughs> and uh, so, also, um, if you ever heard of government cheese, basically what the um, government does is it buys cheese from dairy farmers and cheese producers and just kind of throws them into caves to store them and then gives it to poor people later on. Cheese? Uh, they throw cheese in caves? Yeah. They put cheese, they store it in caves and then they kind of just dole it out later on. And that's to keep the cheese industry, like, keep producing, keep them jobs rolling. Why, why caves? Couldn't they have a refrigeration unit? I guess because it's free to store it there they don't have to refrigerate them over time it's probably cheaper i want i don't know if they i don't know if they still do this but i learned it in uh history class well i was thinking about okay so a cave is obviously cold and a lot of them kind of have like a i wouldn't say a humidity but they have a moisture in the air i wonder if that like helps preserve the cheese i don't know all i know is that they at least used to store all the government cheese in caves I wonder if you'd be good to, like, store cigars in a cave. Like, it's a natural cigar storage thing in a cave. You know what You do what I mean? If you went in a cigar yeah. room where they have, like, the weird humidifier going. No, I've never been in one. Oh, really? Uh, I mean, you have to go to, like, a specialty shop usually, but you walk in and there's, like, a humidity machine that keeps all the cigars kind of, like, damp almost. Oh, like, rich people have humidors for their cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's kind of neat. Okay. 
Yeah, so um, I was also going to mention right at the end, uh, so after World War One, there was uh, the boom in like the Roaring Twenties, but then there was a like the big depression. One of the parts of the depression was that there was too much products. Um, basically, World War One had spurred on production in every single facet of the American economy. These products uh, needed to be sold, and obviously, without a world war going on, the government wasn't buying up these products. So that caused a little bit of that depression that happened, among other things like the banks collapsing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the United States government kind of took a more like personal role in the American economy because of that. So, hmm. interesting. So the next conspiracy is that the masses are being stupefied by the fluoride in water. (laughs) So around the internet, there are many claims that the Nazis use fluoridated water in concentration camps to pacify and dull the intelligence of their victims, and that the Nazis had envisioned a time when they could control the entire world through fluoridated water and the dulling of the masses. Okay, so this this is the one that I've heard of the most. That Nazis did this and now the government's doing it to... Okay, was it just being pacified or was it also... I had heard the rumor that they're doing it so then it's easier to control people. Yeah, I'll get on... I'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Um, That is... It's... uh, It is part of the deal that they were trying to control... More easily control the prisoners. Okay. Is it... Okay, so so is that part real? Uh... There's not a lot of evidence to, like I'm going to say in a little bit, there's not a lot of evidence uh, that the Nazis actually did this. Okay, okay. So it's important to remember that Operation Paperclip uh, brought many Nazi scientists and authorities to the United States, and many Nazis were also taken into the Soviet Union. Now, the conspiracy also states that the Soviet Union uh, fluoridated their water uh, for the about the same time, the 1950s and 60s, that the United States did. Well, okay, uh, would that even have an effect? Because do they even drink water there? They'd have to fluor- they have to put fluoride in their vodka, I think. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> they like, we keep putting it in the water, but they won't drink it. You gotta put it in try, their fucking vodka, goddammit. Try putting it in the vodka and the borscht. <laughs> <laughs> Mother, my borscht tastes a little fluoride <laughs> I keep eating your borscht, Mom, and I have the whitest teeth in the land. <laughs> yeah. So many of the Nazis that were taken uh, to the United States and the Soviet Union uh, became very influential in their new host countries and could have implemented the fluoridation of the water uh, for the same purposes. Now, this could also be an attempt to dull the intelligence of Americans to create uh, less revolutionary citizens and more easily controllable workers, or worker drones, uh, possibly by either the shadow government or even a seedy faction of the legitimate government. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, I can I can say this for certain, Phil. So I'm a regular consumer of tap water, so clearly my intelligence is not what it should be, but the people who are buying, like, an excessive amount of little ice mountain water bottles or in you know throwing them everywhere they're clearly the more intelligent people what do you say yeah they uh (laughs) they certainly think that they're better than a family from pittsburgh throwing their ice mountain water bottles in the fucking lakes and shit 
Yeah, they're real smart, huh? <laughs> I don't think anyone in Pittsburgh is, is buying nice bottles of water. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe we should say, hey, watch out, White Claw drinkers, because there might be fluoride in there. That's true. That might be the main ingredient. <laughs> fluoride flavored white claw (laughs) if it's making people easily controllable then (laughs) well look at being controlled by white claw hey we're there's a borderline mass hysteria going on in this country about people's obsession with white claw so they're on to something (laughs) (laughs) all right so my next conspiracy uh has to do with the illuminati oh so have you ever heard of the pineal gland no I have no idea what that is. So the pineal gland, uh, many believe that it is actually the third eye inside the human body. Uh, Though the function of the pineal gland is not fully understood, it is thought to regulate hormones inside the body, including melatonin, which helps to regulate a person's sleep patterns. Now, there Mm. is speculation that fluoride's main purpose is to calcify the pineal gland and cause the masses to dream less dulling a person's need for fulfillment and stopping them from reaching goals and surpassing their current lot in life. So the power elite in the world uh, in groups like the Illuminati could be using fluoride to prevent the masses from reaching new heights and surpassing the wealthy elite, uh, only leaving themselves at the top. So the wealthy elite um, do not believe that anyone outside of themselves belongs at the pinnacle of society. Hmm. Okay. Um, where, what part of the body is this gland supposed to be located in? It's like up towards your, like around your brain. Um, kind of like, I think in the base of the skull. Okay. So they, so it actually exists, but they don't know what it, they only can theorize what it does. Yeah. So they think that like starting in ancient times, that this was what people actually thought was like the human beings, like third eye. Like you see it in a lot of the old um, like writings and old art of humans with a third eye, they think that the pineal gland might be like represented as the third eye. Interesting. Interesting. So anyway, so back to what your conspiracy here. So they think because of consuming fluoride, it paralyzes this gland and makes you lazy. Yeah, basically makes you not achieve your dreams or kind of like rise through society. It kind of the peasants down under the boot of the Illuminati doesn't allow them to rise up. So it's kind of a control agent to pacify the masses. Couldn't they have the same effect by just legalizing marijuana in America and everybody will do that to themselves? Yeah. But the problem is then everyone like comes enlightened. Haven't you heard that? Marijuana just makes people enlightened, I guess. Makes people sit around and eat Cheetos and watch fucking cartoons. Yeah, not according to <laughs> not according to a lot of other podcasts. <laughs> oh, are you referring to uh, our nemesis Joe Rogan? Yeah, <laughs> he might be in the Illuminati too. He's a millionaire. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I could see it. Him and Alex Jones. I could see. It. I could see him both in there. Um, yeah. I don't know. This one seems like a stretch. I feel like there's much more efficient ways of controlling ma- the mass population than putting fluoride in the water. Plus, what are they going to do about all like the country folk who are drinking well water and they can't poison that water? Well, those people aren't going to rise up through society anyway. So. W- those are usually the most radical ones. <laughs> They're like the <laughs> I know. It fucking. Was a, it was a joke. Oh, yeah. I gotcha. 
Here, let me do the airplane over my head. There you go. Um. <laughs> yeah, so uh, these conspiracies, I'm just like usual. I'm going to go with the most, uh, like the normal ones, and then all the way down to the craziest. So yeah, this right. is getting in the middle of the crazy. These are so, my favorite. Yeah. So next up, we have, of course, reptilians. Hmm. So we have already discussed the possible effects that fluoride could have on intelligence and ambition. Uh, But what if the lack of a sense of self could make humans more susceptible to all-out mind control and even the ability to resist having their bodies used as an agent for the secret alien race? Okay. All right. Yeah. It's all coming together now. (laughs) So the reptilians (laughs) could be poisoning our water supplies with dangerous eight with this dangerous agent to inhabit the minds of our most important citizens and be able to carry out their evil work from the shadows, allowing them to control the rest of the population indirectly by inhabiting our most powerful leaders, such as politicians, judges, actors, singers, and pro athletes, all directing the public at the whims of the reptilian agenda. You know what? I feel like, okay, I've always said... If reptilians are this advanced, like they're so far advanced, they know how to literally shape shift into Barack Obama or whatever. Um, I feel like they they could just like release pheromones in the air or like a gas of some kind or like, I don't know. It seems like fluoride would be the most, the most ineffective way to do the mind control thing. Yeah, but I mean, it's actually most plausible. You really, right. you know. That's if true. fluoride does cause you to become susceptible uh, to any kind of reptilian influence, then you would have to put it out into plain sight. So saying that fluoride is good for your teeth and then throwing it into the water against the will of the people, that's out in the open. Yeah, but yeah, I suppose. See, this is the one conspiracy that I'd heard the most about fluoride in the water was that it makes you more susceptible to like i don't know persuasion i guess or like control on a mass level kind of like don't they say what what is the truth serum allegedly that like the cia potassium it's like potassium fluoride or something like that okay hmm i don't know what do you i mean what do you think about this i mean it's kind of a stretch obviously it's down towards the bottom of the list so it's getting into the it's getting into the low percentage points here not that uh not that the other ones are very high but um yeah so i have a second one about reptilians okay do that one quick so as we've discussed before uh in episode two the favorite meal of the reptilians is human flesh now could the fluoride salts in our water be merely seasoning to make their human cattle taste better. <laughs> and I will pose this question, Gordon Ramsay. Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. I bet he cooks the best human flesh you've ever had in your life. He has to be behind it. The man could cook anything, honestly. <laughs> I would love to see that man try to... <clears throat> it was like an episode of Iron Chef, but it was like human meat on there. They gotta make it as best <laughs> as they fucking can. <laughs> They got. Yeah. They put like him up against fucking Jeff Dahmer or something. <laughs> Who's the better cook of human flesh? <laughs> Gordon Ramsay just stares at the skillet, wondering what the fuck's going on. 
God, I gotta stop taking bookings. <laughs> My agent's getting shit canned. <laughs> um, that I don't know if it works that way because it's not like you can feed a cow. I mean, cows literally lick blocks of salt, and I don't think you still have to season the meat. Yeah, that is true. Unless reptilians just prefer just like a mild, like a really light seasoning because, say, too much fluoride makes humans too spicy or something. Yeah, makes us bitter. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things make humans bitter, but... uh, You know what the other thing is about reptilians? I had always heard that, yeah, they might eat humans, but what they want is like humans' energy. Like they like to consume humans' energy. Have you ever heard that before? Hmm. No, I haven't. Well, obviously it's probably bullshit anyway, but (laughs) it's like they, that's why they like to scare us because we release more of this energy and then they like to consume the energy or some shit like that. You have to ask Obama. I don't know. Yeah. Well, speaking of Obama. Oh, shit. Now, our last conspiracy, obviously. Could a time traveling reptilian leader of the shadow government known as Barisatero, have traveled back in time to influence scientists and dentists' research on the use of fluoride-treated water to dole down the masses for an eventual reptilian invasion and subsequent takeover, and at the same time created a tasty treat for himself in the present. <laughs> he's, killing so far, <laughs> <Gordon Ramsey laughs> he's, he's killing two birds with one stone. He's controlling people, and he's got flavored snacks for later. Yeah, I'm guessing, like, kind of human jerky. <laughs> a nice little on-the-road on the snack. You know what is funny? When you said all them titles to Obama, I was like, Obama's pushing, like, Daenerys Targaryen level of titles behind him. Like, you could literally say Barack Obama and then just continue on with all of his titles after that, you know. Time Traveler, Reptilian, um, Barry Satiro, fucking everything. Oh, yeah. And he happens to be 44th president of the United States. Oh. Just, uh, just, <laughs> just have that be like the last thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Former president of the United States is the very last thing. <laughs> the very, the very last thing. <laughs> well, that's the least prestigious thing he's ever done, so. Yeah. So I want to ask quick, what do you think about these conspiracies? Do you give any credence to any of them like what are your what are your thoughts what are your percentages um honestly like all of this shit i don't i personally don't think the fluoride in the water is put there for any malicious purpose um i think like you said the history they're putting it in there because it helped people's teeth um which is obviously true because they literally put fluoride in toothpaste mouthwash fucking everything when you go to the dentist they literally you know sand your teeth with fucking fluoride so it's like yeah yeah you don't consume it but it strengthens your teeth and maybe you know their plan was hey if people like you said maybe as a lower income house or say they don't have access to um dental hygiene things then maybe the water will be will protect their teeth a little bit um you know, it could be something like that. I, I just, I don't really think that it's powerful enough of an agent to try to, like, create world destruction or something. I think my theory is, like, you put a bunch of hippies 
who are like, oh man, the government's putting shit in our water, man. They must have something malicious to do or malicious intent or whatever. But I, I really, I don't really think it's that harmful. I'm kind of curious, like if there's literally water in St. Paul's water, I assume there would be. If there's fluoride in St. Paul's water? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine like most major cities probably have water. So you, you, know, do you if, think Phoenix has it? Oh, there's, I don't know. I mean, there's so many fucking undissolved minerals in Phoenix's water. You can't actually drink Phoenix's water without having it purified. It's so bad for you. Yeah. Like you really, you should not drink. If you come to Phoenix, don't drink the fucking water. <laughs> it's horrible for you. But I think that, uh, yeah, so I think it's most likely done to reduce cavities. Um, if I had to choose anything that wasn't, I'd give about 5%. To um, the strategic metal industries after World War II, yeah, uh, yeah. I give about five percent that they kind of forced the U.S. to um, become a buyer of their fluoride. Um, Shadow government and Illuminati, just because they're fun, like two percent. And you always gotta assume Obama and Gordon Ramsay are up to something. So <laughs> I give them one percent. What? Well, hold on, Gordon Ramsay and Obama—that's got to be like fifty percent, but. Um, no, I completely forgot about the company. I Yeah, I think I would give the company about 5% too because um, I think you and I both agree that we do not trust corporations in the least bit. So, yeah. Yeah, unless they're paying me. <laughs> I, like, I like the salary. <laughs> right. Well, it's like you, you know so many companies have polluted water. Like literally in Minneapolis here, they had um, – Mill or General Mills, I think, and they were literally dumping shit into the Mississippi River. And now you can literally, they recommend you do not eat any fish caught in the Mississippi River right now. So, and that was yeah. a long time ago. So, yeah, they didn't really give too many fucks about poisoning the water. Especially back when regulation wasn't like really a thing. Um, have you ever heard, you know who, who Rockefeller is, right? Yep. So, Rockefeller, his big thing was he used to sell uh, kerosene. Um, a byproduct of kerosene is actually gasoline, which before like gasoline became like a product, it was just a harmful byproduct that they would like dump out of their factories just into the river. Ooh. Yeah. So all of that, like imagine like now kerosene is a byproduct of ga making gasoline, but like imagine how much gasoline they must have dumped. Because everyone in America was using standard oil, and that was like gasoline. Or that was the kerosene. So all of that kerosene being produced, all of that like gasoline had to be dumped. Hmm. Yeah, I can only imagine. I guess only the only good part of that could be is that gasoline dissolves really fast, or like evaporates really fast, but still. Yeah, but when it gets into the water, though? <clears throat> um, I don't know about that. I don't think it... I don't think gasoline submerges in water, though. I think it hovers on the surface. No, oh, I know that we were always told, like, if you ever, like, if gasoline ever goes down the drain, like, that's a terrible, like, like, uh, like the EPA and everything will get on, like. Oh, really? Yeah. Like dumping, like, oils or gasoline or anything like that down the drain. So well, I know oil for sure. Um, I imagine antifreeze is right up there, too. Like, yeah, well, you know. it can't be good. <laughs> no, please don't pollute anything. That's all we ever want in the fucking world. Don't pollute anything, please. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, Phil, now if uh, people want to email us and tell us if they believe fluoride's in the water, where can they do that? Uh, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. We actually got an email uh, first time from a fan, so that was pretty cool. Um, we'd like to get some more, uh, hear you know, what you guys have to say, talk about maybe some dumping out in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Uh, we also have Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, we have our own personal Instagrams. Uh, mine's sdpodphil. Uh, if you want to see what I'm up to. And Cody, you got a few? Yeah, uh, you can reach me on my personal Instagram, which is Cody Zabub. Um, or you can follow my other podcast, which is Bumble Butt Podcast. And you can find that on your favorite podcasting application. Uh, the last thing Phil and I need you to do is to log on to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave the show a five-star review. Just write whatever you want. Write your favorite chemical that's being dumped into your drinking water. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Just just leave us a review and it helps the show grow. And, uh, you know, people have been leaving us reviews and I can definitely notice an uptick in activity on the show. So thank you guys very much for that. So if you can continue doing that, that would be amazing. Um, now, Phil, I think you did an amazing job. And something that we talked about last week where we... We hear a conspiracy, and then we kind of shit on it, and we're like, okay, maybe that's all bullshit. I think you successfully did that once again, so thank you for that, Phil. Yep. (laughs) Well, I kind of, I went into this one with an open mind, but I kind of knew it would turn south, so Mm, yeah. They tend to. (laughs) We should be like literally subliminal deception, conspiracy theory, destroyer, basically, um, because it basically seems like that's all we do. Sometimes there's some good ones that have a little True. bit of merit. I, uh, hold on yeah. now. 28 episodes in, I think we've literally had one one or maybe two that we thought might be real. If was, yeah. The, <laughs> we've, had a, we've had a couple. <clears throat> RFK and Princess Die, I think. Um, RFK for sure, I think. Yeah, RFK was... That was a pretty... Oh, actually, uh, I, I forgot to mention, um, I was going to say... While I was looking up pictures to post on Instagram for RFK, there was another uh, conspiracy that I totally missed. I'm just going to jump at it quick. So supposedly there was a security guard who knelt down behind JFK and fired at Sirhan Sirhan. And they think that he's the one who possibly shot um, RFK up through the spine into his brain. Oh, okay. So like on accident? Yeah, on accident. Okay. Well, I could see them wanting to hide that for sure. <laughs> yeah, there was a few people who said that they saw a security guard firing shots, but I can say um, I, I didn't. I didn't look into that one, but it was just a big one that I completely missed. I can say after that episode, I had I was talking with people, and they definitely were like, "Hey, we I think RFK was assassinated." So uh, I think I think people are on on our side on that one. <laughs> well, he was definitely assassinated. Well, but. I mean, like. <laughs> It was Conspiracy. a cover-up or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Phil, uh, they did a lovely job. Thank you very much for that. Um, I know people are going to enjoy this, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks, guys.